convinced that I have this condition called prosopognosia. Wait, are you? Wait, what? <laughs> nah. -uh. Do you know about prosopognosia? Is this a, this isn't a bit? It's not a bit. No, what is that? It's uh, I guess the inability to like recognize somebody like their their face. What? Yeah. You're yeah. being for real. For so real. like you'll see somebody that you should recognize. Yeah. And it doesn't. And I just don't. Like I would be horrible in a lineup. I mean, if I were to have to identify. This is a diagnosable I'd be great thing. In, like in the actual lineup, because I'd be grinning and I'd be like, "It's not me." No it almost that. feels like this quality can't exist in an actor for some reason. You know what I mean? Like, not that it's totally tied in, but like I feel like actors we're supposed to look are just and so listen. observant and like so, you know, like keyed into emotion and reacting and and. I don't know. It feels like how the fuck could you be a good actress and not be able to recognize it's, someone's face? I'm like a remarkable genius. I think you are. <laughs> I was going to ask you about stand up because I, I have strong opinions about actor. Well, about everything, but about actors versus sort of stand up uh -huh. comedians. Yeah. What is it? Tell me. Well, you can you do it. Go for are it. Are you sure? Oh, my God, please. OK, well, I feel like it's a little bit like a musician. OK. So you uh, perform in front of a large crowd. Yep. They adore you. Not always, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, well, see, maybe <laughs> so you might be the exception here, but getting that instant gratification, yep. having your jokes work, feeling a true connection, not unlike a musician where, you know, they've created a beautiful song and whatever, and they have this mass crowd just worshiping them. And then how do you leave that ego in like inflation on the stage and go home and have a attempt to have a regular life with acting. It does feel like you recognize that the crew completely resents you mm -hmm. and they just want to go home. Mm -hmm. So they don't indulge you in the same way. Right. So there's a different kind of um, there's, it's just a different kind of interaction and how do you not let that head rush it's an excellent question. I, I don't even know. I'm I'm not killing it, am I? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, because but will you t will you tell me a little bit about it? Yeah, but well, first of all, what you're talking about is what so many like like different people react to it differently. In other words, there is like a big rush when you like an adrenaline rush when you do a especially like you know a big show and goes really well. You're up there and people are all focused on you and your things are getting people to laugh. You come off and it's like, that's where people's different personalities take over because there's the person that's like, turns it into a party every night, you know? So it's like, I got to get high. I got to get drunk. I got to chase girls. I get like, that's going to work for some people, but it just depends on the person. You know what I mean? Like there's different guys that handle that differently. For me, like, I don't want to meet that many people after a show or in life in general. So when I'm done, like I don't want to do a huge meet and greet. I'm really looking to get a good meal. So I'm like, what's still open, you know? And I, I'm not looking to like, I don't know, like party. I think part of it, honestly, is that after a certain age, you're like, you kind of know who you are more. You kind of are like, you know, I'm married. I have a kid. I get my fix for, of attention while I'm on stage. I don't need to be getting a lot of attention off stage. Right. But that's just like, it's not that I'm wonderful or something. It's just how I'm, I'm put together. Did you have different feelings when you were younger? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, I feel like I, I liked getting attention for being funny. I don't need to be center of attention walking into a room. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need everybody to stop. But if I said something funny, it felt good enough just to get laughs on that. You know, like, that's that's what feels good to me. And I think it's still like that today. It's like, I do like to be the center of attention when I'm doing stand-up. But to me, that's enough. Like, I, I feel fulfilled getting a lot of attention and laughs doing that. I don't have to have it. I get uncomfortable with it kind of off stage. You know what I mean? Like, I'm nice to people and I'm like, yeah, hi. And you want to take a picture? That's cool. But I'm not like, I need all this attention, you know? I was going to make a stupid joke. Do it. About, no, 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 no. It's Well, now I have to do it but i was gonna say like and yet you came in here wearing a rainbow sequined uh, i fucking had a photo <laughs> shoot so it's kind of like part sports of jacket or whatever but, but you guys have, i'll tell you this you guys have something totally different you get no gratification when you shoot like especially like you know single camera or film or something but then you get a crazy level of attention especially if it's something big i don't know how that affects you as an actor because like i know i've shot a few things where it's like I'm so used to stand up that like we cut and I'm like it was that good and they're like well yeah that's why we're done like we're gonna use that one and I'm like but no one's laughing this oh, sucks oh oh yeah and yeah and then like they're like you're done now and I'm like that's you are you sure yes no one seemed to enjoy it yeah and yes. they're like well we're not a fucking crowd yes. yeah. like and I'm like all right and then you just kind of like I walked into the trailer I'm like that was horrible like I didn't like that at all but then if it's like a big fucking movie, then all of a sudden your face is everywhere and people are like flipping out about what you did. So, Tom, then what are your quiet times then? Like, do you just like go home and like pet your wife and watch Game of Thrones? And I mean, some version of that. Yeah. I mean, on the road, I'll tell you this on the road. I'm I'm kind of like the hotel guy. I I like being at the hotel. I like staying there. I like having my meals there. I hit the gym, feel good about myself. I love when the shows are over at night and I get to like just take all my clothes off and you know, just sit in my boxers like I would at home in my hotel and get room service. Like so that's fun on the road and at home. Yeah, I my favorite part of the night is like when my son goes down, he's 2. And it's like, you know, the house get, is like finally chill. And we have like a window to just kind of see what's on Netflix, <sighs> what movies are out. Oh, wow, it's all garbage. And then watch some documentary and then go to sleep. So like, you're like an introvert romantic. Uh, kind of. I mean, yeah. I'm definitely more more introverted. I think it's like comics are, are you'll, like, if you meet like a lot of comics, it's a pretty even split. There's a bunch that are extroverts. And then there's a good amount that are kind of like, kind of like me in that, uh, you know, too much attention, especially like I said, off stage is like overwhelming. Well, isn't it hard to find that medium where you have the hope of connecting with people and, but then it feels like ultimately there's that, it ends up feeling really rare that you actually do connect with somebody. You mean like in life, just yeah. in general? Yeah. Yeah. It does feel rare. Yeah. And that's why I think like the most brilliant comics and actors and, and artists in their medium are are great at um, at connecting to um, the familiarity of loneliness. Yeah. 
and isolation or whatever. But then at the end of the day, it's like, well, what do you take home with you? What, you know, and then there's sort of that, because in the outreach of, um, of that, I guess the attempt of connection, um, I'm having a hard time articulating this, but I guess like the idea of, um, the outreach of, I guess, you know, human connection and like, how do we solve the problems of loneliness? And, and these are our avenues that we attempt to do it. And because of that requires so much generosity of spirit and creativity and vulnerability that at the end of the day, it's like, does anyone understand me as well? And that's true. That's a big thing. I, I also feel like, I don't know about how you handle it, but I think ultimately, you know, if it wasn't for other people's efforts, I pretty much withdraw, yeah. you know, like I'm kind of an, I'll, I'll isolate. Yeah. And like, I can think back at times where I've been like, like when I wasn't uh, married or dating or something, like I'll just hang out in a fucking room and like be like, I think I'm content. And then I think someone would be like, I don't know if this is healthy, 100%, that you're not meeting people. Um, so like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's it's this weird kind of push and pull of like, it actually, you know, it's great to connect with people. But then it can intimidate people and it can also be overwhelming to people. So like, right. I love feeling like, oh man, I love me hanging out with that person. Like that's the best feeling, but like everything in between that getting to that, to that feeling and that person is kind of the worst. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like you just are like, this dude is the best, but everyone I met up to that dude, I can do without. And like, you know, I don't know. There's also like so much discomfort and anxiety. The older I get, I think it's actually easier, but like, you know, trying to, to kind of cater to like how other people might perceive you and like right, what they right, think right, you're right, like, of course. you know, a certain age is just like, I mean, that's why fucking old guys are the best. Cause they're just like, yeah, my balls are hanging out of my shorts <laughs> and I don't give a shit because they're like being themselves. I mean, you know, I'm not talking about like, they're not taking it all out, but I'm saying they're like, you know, they're just like, yeah, this is who I am. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, you know, I admire that. I admire that quality very much. So I had this moment yesterday. I was doing this like um, after shooting, after doing mom here, um, I had to go like do um, some promotional stuff for another project. And I found myself getting relaxed enough that I was starting to pitch some ridiculous ideas. And I had these, this moment where everyone was kind of looking at me with like those eyes where it's like, are you fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. And um, and I withdrew and I was like, oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, I am. I'm like, this is, that was a stupid, that was stupid what I just pitched. That was dumb. Mm-hmm. And I like retreated. And then I, and I felt myself blush and I, um, and then I sort of like, like internally scolded myself for a yeah. little while. And um, 
And then whatever, I went out there and I was like, go see the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but overcoming that little humps of self-doubt, I guess, where, yeah, it probably was a really stupid idea. But maybe not. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe, maybe not, Tom. No, but that's the fucking, <laughs> that's the thing that sucks. It's like you're on a Ferris. And to hear you say that probably gives a lot of people, uh, you know, kind of confidence. They're like, Oh, she feels self-doubt in that moment? Because everybody thinks that like, oh, like on paper, if you're like, I went into a meeting that pitched, they're like, I'm sure like those thoughts don't enter her mind. You know, you're you're a known successful actress. So like it's cool to hear you say that because everybody thinks it's just them and they think right. that nobody successful could possibly entertain getting those looks and feeling like I'm a fucking moron. I should shut my mouth right now. You know? Yeah. I mean, I fucking hate how many times I've felt so malleable and like easily influenced on an idea I was sure of. I regret it so much. I, I could think oh, of me too. specific examples of being like, like I remember selling this show and getting on the phone with like agents, managers. And they were like, the network bought this idea. Like they bought the idea off of one line. Here's the thing though. We see like a major flaw in that concept. And I'm like, okay. And then they're like, so you should kind of take it in this direction, which is like just not the direction of the idea. And like, I go, well, I see your point, but like, I think an audience would just kind of make a leap that that's the concept. And they're like, yeah, I think they wouldn't. And then I was like, oh, okay. Whatever you right. fucking say that. Right, right. And then I went in the total direction that three guys decided to tell me to take it in. And then like when it all was over, I was like, I the my biggest regret was just that on that phone call, I didn't go, no, I'm just going to stick to what I think we should do, you know? Right. But I just let them go like, no, we know that's better. What would happen though? I'm curious if you actually said that, look, I want to stick to my guns and stick to this idea. Like, what would happen, Anna? You've been in, in situations like that with uh, executives. She's difficult to work with. Or, like, I think that there's always the assumption with a lot of, like, the money people that the audience is stupider than the creative types think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it would be, like, you know, dead in the water, and she's difficult. I think you you might be right in that you you also have to deal with the fact that they'd be like, well, it's a it's a lady saying it, you know, like... This lady is. I'm no lady, Tom. She's, uh, she doesn't know. I I think I probably could have moved forward. Like, Spence said, like, well, like, because ultimately it was up to me. That's what I hate about it is that they they weren't saying, like, you have to change it. They were saying, like, we really think you should change it. And I just allowed them to convince me, even against my own instinct. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, why would you? Because, you know, you just kind of crumble under the... Completely. Yeah. The the machine. But I feel like these, these younger executives have to justify their jobs. So they feel like they need to, need to like say something. Otherwise, what are they doing? If they're just approving or saying, yeah, sure, even if it is a great idea, they need to kind of put their stamp on it so they can say they're doing something with their jobs. I don't but, know. But what I was saying, though, was do you feel like as a woman, though, that you feel like that, that the criticism on you... In that, in this hypothetical scenario, is more like, like that you would have been criticized as difficult, but I would have been maybe uh, characterized differently. 
in that scenario? Well, I don't, I don't know about the difficult idea, but I do think a, a lot about, um, well, if, is she going to be likable enough? Oh, I got you. Because and, she's fighting us on this thing. Right. Like, like our, her flaws seem a little, like if, if I was pitching a character, her flaws seem a little bit too deep, too dark. Um, what if her flaws are simply that, you know, she's clumsy or whatever the cliche is um, that, you know, um, and I'm like, I want to be illiterate and yeah. angry and a meth addict. Yeah. And they're like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Uh, Everything. No. But a hero. But I'm yeah. a hero. I fight for justice. I keep getting pushed back on on things like that. I'm that I've been taken at now on just like if it's dark, and I'm like, that's why I like it, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. This is the part I want in it, and they're like, this I like this. This is what's funny to me. I'm the guy you asked to come up with something, and they're like, it's pretty dark. I'm like, exactly. That's what I like. I I think that yeah. I I think that it's like the search for honesty and truth and whatever we see, whatever our reflection is, if we can reflect, if we can do that idea, um, with, uh, you know, a truthful perspective, of course that will read to maybe not everybody, but, but at least to like a segment of the population that might want to see something, um, in, in artistic endeavor and feel like, Oh yeah, I relate to that. I can relate to that. When I first was pitching house bunny, Mm I think some of our listeners may know this, but uh, it's a movie that I'm really proud of. It's very funny. I've seen it. Thanks. It's very funny. Thanks. But my original idea was like, okay, so this is a woman who, um, she gets kicked out of the uh, Playboy Mansion because, you know, she's too old. Um, She was never that popular. Uh, Maybe she didn't give the right dude a blowjob. And she's, you know, she has a meth addiction. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has to go back to her, uh, you know, small town in Alabama with her incredibly strict, um, you know, Southern Baptist stepfather who's also abusive. And as that's fucking hilarious. That's so funny. Pitching this to the writers. And they're looking at me and nodding and smiling. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. And then like a week later, they called and they were like, hey, so we were thinking about your Playboy bunny idea. And I was like, yeah, wow. And they said, what if instead of being a meth addict, uh, she um, she became uh, the house mom at a sorority? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. But uh, <laughs> certainly more palatable. <laughs> To a wider audience. But listen, you know that there's another audience for that of crazy course, story, right? Of course. That's the one. I still yearn to play her. But like, that's what like the, the dark, like, uh, you know, observe and report. Yeah. Is like that, you know, it was, I think like, like it's so funny to hear. Such a like, funny movie. Fucking so funny. And uh, if that came out right now. Oh, you like can't. that scene. Yeah. You know, your guy's sex scene would be like. What do you think? Trending. What do you fucking? No, it would, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't release that. Scene. Yeah, they wouldn't release. There's no it. way. Oh, really? Hell no. Because I have a different argument for it. Well, look, it's great. <laughs> so, but I'm saying that in today, like in this current, climate, I think you guys are wrong. Really? Yep. Why is that? Because I think that my character is barely uh, conscious during the well, time. Yes, but also made a choice. Like, I think that. But they'd be having you make this interview constantly right 
Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, probably. Oh, God, yeah. you're right. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. They, and then you, they'd be oh. like, defend, you know, the, why would you agree? But, to- but that's the thing is that, like, it's all, it's blurry. It's mm-hmm. all blurry matter in, in that world. Like, you had this strong character who, my, like, my character, Brandy, who felt like she was too good for this guy. Mm-hmm. And she enjoys sex, I imagine. She has a lot of it. And, um, so, so I don't know. I, I I don't know. I don't know. But you're also kind of considering that like people would be really thoughtful about all of this. <laughs> you know? like, but but they shouldn't. They should be right. Like uh, they like, should be. But I think there's a lot of pride in for people in in being outraged. Ah, uh, yes. They, it's, it you know what good. that is. It's like the gift of being offended. It's at a level. We have never seen on Earth. Tom, I can't stop because you're going through that right now. I don't. I don't even know. I should bring it up right now. But I go know. Ahead. I know you're. I know you're going through it right now. Yeah, it's it's going well, exactly what you're talking about the, it, but, from his special, disgraceful. There's a lot of very offended people. A lot of upset people like, because of a, a certain population in Louisiana. They, yeah, they're very upset about uh, a joke in a stand-up comedy show. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, I got a lot of a lot of support from down there people you know have emailed me and and send me messages like i can't believe people are upset about this but i do yeah i mock a guy that i met from louisiana and i you know i i say that cajuns i don't understand why they have rights and (laughs) but it's like here's the thing like i'm saying that not like doing i'm not running for congress like i'm i'm doing it in the context of a stand-up show and then i say we should build a wall around the state of Louisiana because we don't need them. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's not nice, but it's jokes. But the outrage is real. And, like, they did a fucking show. They sent me this uh, link, a local news thing was like, is this comedy or racism? And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, because they're considering the Cajun people to be a race, which they're not a race of people. But... I think it feels good for people to go like, that's the bad guy. You're a piece of shit for saying that thing. And like, just kind of, you know. Don't you think that it makes it hard to like, t- to take a risk? It does make it hard to take the risk, but you do kind of, you know, you got what I figured out. I don't know if it's the same in like making television and movies, but you realize that almost all the people that get outraged are people that weren't going to like you anyways. Like, without that joke. They weren't going to be fans of mine. So I'm just, like, making sure that they don't come to a show. It kind of works out. You know, it's like, oh, you're definitely not going to buy a ticket now. That's great. Like, I just solidified who likes what I do and who doesn't. And I don't know. I mean, I'm going to deal with backlash. Sure. There's a lot of hate mail and... People send me nasty comments, and it's like, all right. I mean, it's a joke, dude. Like, but it, but is it? It must be just a small population with a loud voice. It is. It's because what happens is you get, you know, in stand up when a special comes out, if it has like wide exposure, you know, people who love it send you like a message. That was great. I love you. You're hilarious. Can't wait to see you. When are you coming to Chicago? Blah blah blah. blah. And you see all those, and you kind of like scroll past them. And then it's like, you see like, I fucking hope you die. And you're like, I got to read this. <laughs> you got to open that. And it's like the person 
sends you all the info and then they send you six more. So you think of like that person, then you scroll past 400 compliments. I know. You know? And then there's that one thing though, that's yeah. like, I fucking hope you die. Yeah, and you're, and you're like, like, Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. But I think with stand up too, the longer you do it, it's like snake venom is how I heard it described. You know, you like, you have a little dose of it early on. And then you have a little more. Yeah. And you start oh, to kind of like. that's a great way to put it. You kind of start to laugh yeah. at a lot of it. That's you know? a great way to put like, it. Like this is, like this guy wrote, I hope you don't break down. And he spelled it B-R-A-K-E in Louisiana. I was like, okay. <laughs> like you start to laugh at the little things that you're like, okay, you're outraged. And then you find out this is my favorite, especially for like a stand-up special, is when they're outraged and they haven't watched it. So right. you're like, wait, you're mad about something you don't know about yet? Like. How, like, well, I heard that you say something, something. You're like, shouldn't you know what you hate? <laughs> like, shouldn't you kind of do your research on how much you hate something? And they're like, yeah. They're like, I hate that I'm not a stand-up. Yeah. Because that was always my dream. Yeah, yeah. It's basically it. It's like, you're, you're exactly right. I'm I funny. I know I'm right. I'm funny. <laughs> I'm funny, too. Yeah. Okay. Funnier than you, Tom. You are. <laughs> You're you're fucking funny. <laughs> um, hey Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, will you? Uh, well, dear listeners, we have the unbelievable Tom Segura here. Yeah. Um, Watch my fucking special. <laughs> Send all your hate mail to uh, at Anna Ferris. <laughs> yeah. Hey Sim, would you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Sim. I love that you're doing these intros. You know, halfway through the show. Fuck How do you guys know each other? Oh, we've been friends. We met at a bar like uh, 19 years ago. Real? No, seriously. 18, 18 years um, on Melrose. Late Colonial. It's no longer around. 18 years ago. Were you working already then? Yeah, she did Scary Movie. You did yeah. sc- Scary Movie 18 years ago? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Jesus. I know. That's crazy. I can't even fucking register that. What were you in fucking middle school when you did it? I love you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, 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 I just had, you know, I've moved down here, um, from Seattle, okay. from North of Seattle and, uh, met Sim and through like friends of friends and we just like hung out. I liked him. He, I thought he was cool. Yeah. We became good friends and we started this project about two and a half years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing because Sim is like yeah. a, just a dear well, friend. I just I officiated, the um, their wedding. What? Yeah. Sim just got married. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, his beautiful wife, Amy. Who's a huge fan, by the way. She wanted to be here, but she had to work. Now I'm into this. Now she, we watched Disgraceful together and we were crying. Would you guys ever send like a hate message? Like a post or a, like a tweet? Like a, like a anti-fan letter. No, of course not. No, it's so... Like an actual so, letter. Like you type up a letter and send it through the mail. Or just like, I yeah, think you or like, a, like, yeah. Or an email. Yeah, or like a... like a. I never understood people like that. Because, yeah. yeah, whatever. Whenever, whenever, I'm sure you get... You when know, you, you read your, them, you have to... You forget to think about that. But then think about like doing that yourself. And you're like, what? It doesn't make sense do to me. It, like some of our iTunes reviews or Apple podcast reviews where they just completely shit on us. And most of them are great. And I never read those. But when they completely just, I don't understand why they take the time to write two pages completely just point by point telling us how badly we suck. Because why? it's not about you or the show. It's about something going on right. with that person. And then here's an outlet. Here's a way I can express it. You know, it's like, oh, that's where I can target what I'm upset about it really is 
Like, come on, you're doing a podcast. They're going to express how much they hate it for two pages? Like, <laughs> exactly. Really? You hate Sim that fucking much? I mean, I get it if you could see him, but like just <laughs> listening to him? Like, that's crazy. Exactly. It's a, it's a leap. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. I did do one thing once. What? Tell oh, oh, I'm so excited. I've written about it before, but I wrote a letter to the band 311. <laughs> yeah. Um, after their third album release, expressing disappointment <laughs> in uh, sort of their creative turn. I think that's a fair way to do it. <laughs> no, I think it's different, though, because sometimes I, I don't no, know if you ever no, get those. There was a handwritten letter. A handwritten letter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, dear 311, uh, I've loved you for a long time, um, and I feel kind of bummed, or I, hopefully I didn't say bummed. Yeah. I probably said something like, I'm incredibly disappointed in the creative turn that you've taken. I just want you to know that. Anna Ferris. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's that's great though because of I also picture like the person reading that and they're like, what the fuck? Like, why can't we grow as artists? Like, we just have to make Anna happy. I've written. I I did do one time. I, I won't say, but I saw a show once, and I was at work. Was like, you know, when I had a day job, and it's like. Tell what us, day job? Uh, oh, I was working in post on reality shows. Okay. So I was a post coordinator. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. That's, amazing. That job sucks, by the way. Horrible. It's a terrible job. Terrible. Working on, I uh, remember like uh, trading spouses and my big, fat, obnoxious fiance and those those amazing. Like, amazing. hoax shows, basically. And like one time the IT guy came over to me and he goes, you know, you have the busiest internet traffic of anybody in this building. Because I, <laughs> I had just like... <laughs> 50 tabs open and he's like what the fuck are you doing and he's like and he looks and it's just like i'm looking at cars and i'm like watching youtube and he's what the fuck are you doing here and i'm like checking shit out man i don't you know i don't have anything to do but i i was like on some site of a show and i like was disappointed in the show and it had a tab for like your feedback but i didn't do like you guys fucking suck. Uh, I, I gave them like an actual thoughtful, like I was like, I didn't like this and I didn't like that. And I didn't like this and that, you know, and I sent it, but I actually still remember sending that. <laughs> Everybody could fucking blow me on your show. No. Were you heard? Yes. I think I was. No, they didn't say shit to me. <laughs> 311 didn't hear me either. Or like they were just it's like, so oh. funny that you wrote <laughs> disappointed <laughs> in this new direction. Okay, so we know, Tom, that you're married. Yes, Olivia Munn is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely, lovely girl. <sighs> She's beautiful. She is. Um, okay. Don't let her tell you otherwise. Okay, listen. Here, yes. imagine that you're single. Mm -hmm. These are deal breakers. Mm. All right? Okay. Okay. You are at Loteria at the farmer's market. Okay. For your third date. Third date. You ask her if she wants some more salsa, and she says, yes, please, daddy. Mm-mm. 
No, I'm not into that. I don't like that at all. I mean, I don't like daddy talk. I don't like anything like that. I don't like any over, ad, ad, what is it, adulation? Like, I don't like, especially at the beginning, like, trying to go to bed, but I keep thinking of you. I'll be like, delete, never call me. Like, I don't like any of that shit either. No. No daddy talk. No fuck me daddy. What if she's really hot? She's super right. hot. And you haven't had sex she's with her yet. She's so hot. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe. She's, she's so hot. Wait, we're still doing daddy though? Yeah. Yeah. She I'd, just, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'd take it for she a spin. Just, right. I want to try it. But, all right. Uh, she just says, yes, please, daddy. Uh, I think I'd be, like, can... I'd be like, I'd be like, here's the salsa. And then I'd kind of gauge like, is this going to be regular talk? That's the thing. It's okay. Like, all right. Let's give it a whirl. You know, there's one off. Let's give it a whirl. Okay. I'd love some more salsa, daddy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just a tiny bit more. There you go. Oh, my God. Oh, this is good. God. These are good tacos. Oh my God. I just love me a chimichanga, Daddy. <sighs> ah, yeah. This is cool. I like this place. I do too. I like it. It seems really authentic. It, yeah. It feels like we're almost in Puerto Vallarta or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. You've been down there? Habla Espanol? Yeah, un poquito. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, no, I haven't really. Well, uh, we should go sometime. Oh, my God. I would love that. Yeah? I would love that. We have to do it before the wall gets built. Yeah. And hey, Daddy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. You don't mind if I call you that, do you? How often? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's not like, it's just like sort of a, you know. Yeah. Did you ever see that movie, Terms of Endearment? I kind of remember it. Mm, anyway. um, I lost my... Dad at a young age. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, he left. But you kind of remind me of him, but in like a kinkier way, you know? I'm into this now. I like this. <laughs> I like it a lot. I don't want to do it. Da Daddy? Yes. Did you remember to get validated? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, sweetie, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do it. And change my name in your phone to Daddy. I want to be Daddy only. If you ever don't call me Daddy, it's going to be a problem. Oh, puppy, daddy. There <laughs> we go. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm sold. I'm sold. Really? Sold. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. come on. I mean, it feels like a porno, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, she likes to suck your unwashed toes. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I. It's weird to be a because it's like I'm a guy. You know, you really like this, this girl. This is the challenge. You like her. She's a this good girl. This is why she the deal her. breaker thing happens. You know, she's really into it. Yeah, she just really likes it. She's a special person, and but she really enjoys this. Mm, she grew up on a farm. She was homeschooled. Like, don't fucking wash him. <laughs> like always reminding me, don't get in the shower. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I'll clean him with my mouth. I mean, it's it's. I guess yeah. I mean, I'm not like it's it's not doing anything for me. You know, personally. Would but you feel a little self-conscious? Maybe. But I also feel like maybe it's one of those things that you adapt to. Like, can you enjoy yourself knowing that she's enjoying herself? I think, yeah, that's the part. I think I think I would be like, well, she keeps like, she fucking loves it, you know? Like, would I, you tell your friends? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. It's different. Like, as a, a, like a guy, women's feet are like considered, I don't know, pretty like 
well discussed, but like think of like a guy. I mean, I take care of myself, but I'm just like guys' feet. Let's see. Are take off your shoes, Tom. You don't want to see these. <laughs> They're just tied up high. I don't know, guys. We have hair on them. Yeah, they're not pretty. What is, is that deal breaker for you? Wait, which part? If the reciprocated to you. If he just wanted to suck on my toes yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, it depends on if there was uh, like if there were other things that he liked to suck on as well. Yeah. Then I would be okay with it. All right. But just Wait. the toes, that would be tough. Because mm. I get nervous when a lot of attention is. Like, hmm. so you'd want him to move from like toes to someplace else as opposed to, just yeah, going to like, uh, yeah. I thought we were and, definitely suggesting the same on my scenario. <laughs> I, I, like, I thought that was where we were getting started, and then the mouth would move, right? We're not just like, nope, just toes, just that. Oh, fuck that. No, <laughs> this was just like, you know, an appetizer. <laughs> we're gonna kind of move it along. If it's just to- no, dude. Toes and then lobes. Toes and lobes? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, nah, you're skipping too many spots. <laughs> no. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Way. Um, okay, she has a potbelly pig mm-hmm. named Roundy. Mm-hmm. And you wake up in the morning after, you know, a night of hot loving. Right. And, uh, and you see that uh, your date is milking Roundy. And she wants to make you a smoothie with... No, get the the fuck out of here (laughs) with your nonsense right now. No. I mean, I'm all for petting the pig and like helping her milk. It's roundy. No, fuck roundy. You've never had pig milk? It's so good. No, I don't want to try it. No, no, it's so good. No, it's so good for you. Listen, Chrissa. Yeah? Fucking no. Oh my God, why are you so close-minded? You weren't close-minded last night. I, well, you know, I let you suck my toes and you call me daddy and I put a fucking stop at milk. I don't want fucking milk. I don't want cow milk. I don't want goat milk. I don't want pig milk. No. That's oh it. God. I know. I'm a psycho. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what are you like lactose and Exactly. Exactly. I have diarrhea. Thinking about that milk. Right I now. hope your fucking car gets towed. That's rude. And why would it be towed? It's a farm. Mm, because 
No, I grew up in a farm and you parked outside on Franklin. It's, it's in that towaway zone because you wanted to fuck me so badly. All right. Well, make me a shake. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be here for a while. I gave a tip to a guy to try to get us into the national championship. I know. Game. I, re- I heard Bert's podcast. And oh, you I was, did? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. By the way, sorry about the final score in the game. But oh my god! I gave I gave that dude a hundred bucks just to try to walk me through a because line. it was like an hour to get in. right? Yes, because the president was there. <sighs> it was the fucking worst. The worst. Waiting in a line because the fucking president, who forget all politics, you know he doesn't care about the game. Like he's just going to like make an appearance. That's what bothered me. I would have respected it if he was like, God, I fucking love football. I want to go to this game. He was just there to be like, oh, and then just took off. He didn't was, even stay for the game. I was going to go there to make an appearance. You're fine. And I was going to say like, and I, I. Can you sing? Uh, did you not just hear? I mean, like that was a taste though. Can you give us more? We'll always love you. But maybe you can do other things, you know? Like you can dance. I, I, I like I like your voice. Keep going. Fuck off. I thought you were doing well. Thanks. I don't man. know how Tom feels, but I thought you were I doing well. I thought that well. was great. I want to ask you a serious question. Yeah. What's your favorite type of role to play? Oh. Wait, one. Oh, I love this what multiple choice. Role. No, this is in second question. Oh, okay. What like wheelhouse of role do you want to play that you've never, that you haven't done yet? I really want to be a horrible villain. You want to be a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've had a couple of opportunities to be like incredibly obnoxious, which I think taps into my natural spirit. Mm-hmm. But, um, but no, I'd like to be, I'd like to the be villain. A, I'd like to be a bad, bad person. Uh-huh. Can you see that in my eyes? Yeah, I see it. And what's your favorite that you've played thus far? Now, it doesn't have to be the specific character, but I'm saying type, like what traits do you like playing thus far? I loved, um, I liked being um, a complete narcissist in Just Friends, mm-hmm. like spoiled and bratty and sort of like coming from a world that I never personally ever knew, sort of just a, a rich girl who felt completely entitled um, who was also insane. Um, I don't know. What would it be for you? <laughs> Man, fucking anything. <laughs> yeah. uh, I could see a killer behind your eyes. I'm, I'm actually trying to, to get something made where I'm a killer. That's what I'm trying to shop. Can I be your killer cousin? Would you? Oh, fuck yeah. I'll be like your little ratty, like mm. tweaked out. You gotta be like hunched over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> meth, you can bring the meth problem with you. Oh, yeah. Incorporate what wasn't in Daddy. That. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy. My cousin that calls me Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Is that your girl? That's my cousin. She keeps calling you Daddy. Daddy. Get the fucking shit and we gotta fucking go. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Daddy. Daddy. I have to run a couple of like really funny jokes by you. All right. Let's hear him. Okay, Daddy, but we gotta get the fuck out of here. But are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, Dad. Gosh, this is so comfortable. 
That's so weird. <laughs> what do you think? I love that you, reco- you actually physically recoiled. That I was know. Amazing. It's so. What is your actual real thought on? I mean, pet names happen in relationships, you know. But what do you? How, what's your real thought on daddy? Oh boy. Right. Well, it's it's a tough one. Yeah. Because um, I know it doesn't come. Pet names don't come. I think pretty naturally to me anyway, though. Right. Well, okay. But I mean, like you, you, and I have a really great relationship with my own dad. Yeah. No, that one, but it's so, fucking wild, right? Yeah. But at the same time, there's something that's like, or, now this is me. I don't know. Maybe you cut this part out. I don't know. But there's something like erotic about, um, being treated like a little doll. Mm-hmm. Um, see, I don't know. I love their faces. Their faces were amazing. (laughs) There was a quick moment where you all were not self-aware. Can't can't I be like the dominatrix and like, you know, like the little baby? I don't understand the doll part, though. What do you mean by that? Well, more that like like an innocent. Like I want to be both. I want to be the dominatrix. I want to be able to like throw somebody down and be like, uh, you know, kick whatever. You in the balls. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, a few minutes later being like, oh, ooh, look at me. What's you wrong know? with that? That's great. Yeah, you can be both those. That's fair. Okay. Thanks, guys. I mean, <laughs> Cassie's like wincing. She's like, what my wife loves, she, you know, I, as a joke, you know, obviously <laughs> we see like a lot of videos trembling. that are like outrageous. Like our podcast is outrageous videos and audio and all this. <laughs> so, like, one time I show her this video. And it's this, like, I guess a dom dressed in like, like, you know, not in like dominatrix gear, but like, like basically dressed like she's going to work at an office, right? Like skirt and heels and blah, blah, blah. And the guy comes in. Anyway, she just starts kicking the fuck out of his balls and then like gets him down to his underwear, keep, keeps kicking him in the balls, then strips him down naked. So like, so there's no, like, you're not like, is he wearing a cup? And she's just lighting him up, right? Just kicking him, kicking him. He's like, huh. And he's like shaking. And she's like, I want you to suffer. I want you to suffer. She keeps telling him, I want you to suffer. Grabbing his balls, just beating him, kicking him. And I'm like laughing. And then I'm like, whoof. And I show it to my wife and she's nodding. She goes, I would do that. I could do that. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, I would love to, to be able to like have some guy pay me to kick his balls and stuff. I'm like, you like this? She goes, that's not that I like it, but I'm saying I would do that. I would do that for money. Well, I, there's a lot I do for would money. You, would you get pleasure out of it the way Tom's no, wife seems to? No, 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 because I know, but, but. But he's signing up. He's like, he's not <laughs> fighting you on it. I explored this you know? mentally. Yeah. He's actually like, I want to do this. Oh, um, God. No, no, I wouldn't get, but no. I don't know. Isn't there always like that? juxtaposition of of like the you know the power control and in all that in like sexual play it's like people and and i'm not quite sure it should be overly examined in a person like i mean no judgment is that what you mean yeah like uh, like some people's desires should be just Oh, that's what they left, like and you leave it you leave yeah, it alone. Yeah. why overanalyze yeah it yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I, I like if, unless of course there's victims uh, victims involved and that's of course another um uh, like a you know a, that's a horrible tragedy uh, and but but in one's own imagination i think like a shoe fetish or kicking somebody's balls or um 
or sucking toes or what, whatever. I don't know. People should be able Piss to. Piss on me. Beat me. Try it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, but they should be able to, um, there should be a, like a, a freedom in that ele- element of imagination. I totally agree. There's some fun stuff out there. Go for it. <laughs> You know what we have to do, though? We have to get the calls. Is that okay? I have, yeah. I, I'm going to have to leave in like... Half hour? Yeah. Is that good? All right. You know what? We're going to do this. Can we, I have to get... I promise yeah. both these callers. So yep. let's do 10 minutes okay. each. All right. So we're going to... These are... We're calling these people? Yeah. We're going to call Laura first. Laura is here in LA and she's 29. Hello. Hey, Laura. It's Sim. How are you? Hi. Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm going to introduce you to Anna. Anna, say hi to Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi, and you're here with Tom Segura. Hi, Laura. Hi, Tom Segura. How you doing? I'm great. How about you? Doing great. So, Laura, your boyfriend is not having sex with you anymore, and there's a reason why. Why don't you tell us the story? What's going on? Okay. So, he is a little bit less experienced than I am, and he knows that. But for some reason, he has been a little bit insistent on wanting to have a threesome and it started really bothering me because he kept bringing it up and I started wondering, you know, like, why does he want to fuck other women? Like, this is really disturbing. I love this guy. We've been together almost a year. So I even had a nightmare about it actually, because I was so bothered by it. So I thought, okay, I've got to say something to him. So I brought it up at dinner one night and I kind of went through all the scenarios and reasons of why that's a bad idea. And I told him, you know, like what's going to happen? Like if we are having a threesome with another girl, you go for her first. I'm going to get mad. That's one scenario. This is also, you know, something that you do with kind of like throwaway people, not somebody that you really like care about and are in a relationship with And then finally, I said, um, also, you know, what if you come in two minutes and then you're going to be embarrassed? And looking back, that was the wrong thing to say, but it totally killed his libido, emasculated him. He thinks that I don't want to have sex with him. He thinks that I think he's embarrassing and bad in bed, and now he's completely defeated about it, and he doesn't want to have sex with me at all. And that's been going on for about a month. So I'm, like, really sad that I have this tension now in my relationship, and I don't want him to feel bad, but I don't know what I can do to fix it. So really what I'm wanting to know is how can I make him, you know, get his mojo back and you know, feel good about himself and want to have sex with me. Oh boy. So do uh, do you, like on a scale of one to, I mean, do you love him, Laura? Like, do you see a future with him? I do. Yes. That's why this is really bothering me to the point that I'm seeking out advice about it. I got to tell you one thing that I'll, I'll say, first of all, I think that nothing, you know, you can't overemphasize like, communicating enough and it sounds like you've you know i'm not saying you haven't made attempts to but like restating like your passion about him and how much you desire him you know reassuring someone if you're especially if you think they feel insecure about something you know guys we're kind of like you know we have pride we're dumber and if you 
really go out of your way to like really reassure somebody and really express your desire, especially, you know, especially like your desire to have sex with him and like you're explicit about that, it's going to get to the point where your message is going to come through. So I would say like, you know, it sounds like almost juvenile, but like constantly reassuring and, and making a, taking a real swing at doing that is the kind of thing that like, as a guy, we're like, okay, I, I buy it now because you know, a lot of times you're like, I, I've already said it. I know he feels that way. Well, he needs to hear it again. And then he needs to hear it again. And then he needs to hear it again, you know? And, and Laura, I, I am of the opinion that threesomes are, are not a great idea for like a, a long-term stable relationship. But I was also at a place in my life um, in my 20s where I, um, I, I felt like I sort of upon reflection sort of sought to make my boyfriend jealous and I want to make sure that maybe you don't get caught into that idea at all because it's powerful. It's powerful to be like, Oh, I had all these crazy sexual encounters and what do we have now? And so of course he's, he's feeling maybe a little insecure. So I would, um, I would do exactly what Tom said, but I also maybe um, examine how how much you know you love him and want to be with him, and um, and uh, I I would definitely not recommend a threesome. That is yeah. where I'm right. I from. totally agree. That's I mean I feel like that my whole point backfired on me because the whole point of it was you know. I had a nightmare about like the thought of him sleeping with someone else. Like that was my whole point is that, you know, I care about you and I would never want to open up our relationship to something so stupid, you know? And I feel like in that point, maybe I didn't convey that message clearly to him. And I said it in a way that was hurtful, but I feel like my motivation for saying anything was just that, you know, I only want to be with you. I only want you to want to be with me. And it didn't come across that way. And now I just feel totally stuck. Well, I think that you just continue. Then, you know, I think you tell him exactly that and, and tell him how, you know, how much you love him and, um, and, you know, be intimate and physical. And if he sort of shrugs you off or whatever, maybe try one or two more times. Don't let yourself get too powerless in the situation. But, um, because it sounds like you both are kind of manipulative with each other at this, at this, at this, uh, sort of stage in the game, I guess. But, um, I would, if you, if you love him, then can, you know, continue to make him feel supported and all that's racing around in his mind right now is you having threesomes and, and he's feeling like, how do I com like, how do I combat that? How do I compete with that? How do I, um, how am I a man in Laura's eyes? And yeah. so, um, and when he brings it up again, which he will yeah. just be like, you know what? It, I, it was awful. <laughs> I regret that I did it. And I'm not even proud of it. Like whatever that's whether or not that's true. It's like, that's what, that's ultimately, listen, that's what the guy wants to hear. He and, wants to hear that you don't miss that and that that was... Lie to him. And, lie yeah. as much as possible. And if, if you love him this much, you could also say, like, you know, I think I said that to sort of tantalize you. Yeah. And exactly. I regret that I said that. 
If he means because it was awful, or whatever, like, whatever, whatever your truth, or if she, if she loved it, she shouldn't tell him that. Exactly, exactly. lie to him yes. about that. Of yes. course, no guy wants dude, to hear that and, she had fun. And you can say it like if you told him before how great it was, do what Anna said and be like, yeah, but I was saying that to because I was being childish. You know, you put it on yourself. Like I was, I wanted to elicit some emotion in you, so I I exaggerated. It wasn't like that. It was actually uncomfortable and it was gross. Right. And I only want That's actually you. really good. Uncomfortable and gross are two great words that yeah. I should hear. Yeah, of course. But but Laura, this is like an examination and they had for small you. Dicks. No. Not getting into size conversation. <laughs> but Laura, I think really what it what it means for you, I think, is an examination of how much you want to be in this relationship. And um and if you want to, then then those are your chores and those are your tasks is to like to reassure him that um that you're his or you're you know he's yours and that you guys are going to try to make this work if you're not into that um then uh, i would break up with him can i throw out an alternate scenario and tell me if this doesn't make sense at all but what if what if he's playing a little bit of a mind game to try and punish her for saying that? What if he's like, is that, oh, is, there, is there a world where he's doing that? Men always want to punish women for their past sexual encounters. Don't you guys think? Yes. At least for a phase. Unless yeah. you're talking yeah. about like a yeah, Just trying a mature to make her feel, person. feel yeah. awful about it. And yeah. I don't know if it's... But it's good to even actually make note of that, Laura, for the rest of your life. No matter how many relationships you know you're in. Like guys, until they're you know, a certain age or even actually when they are mature, like they don't want to know that it was great right. before most guys. I mean, some guys, you. you know, are or different. that other things were more adventurous. Yeah, no, whatever. they yeah. don't. They're, no, no, they feel it feels threatening to most guys. And for women, there's also the counterpart too, where it's like hoping that like we're the most beautiful one that you've ever been with yeah. or like, you know, you've never worshiped a body more, or, you know, yes. what, like there's, there's the other, and I, I hate to gender stereotype like this, but it seems to me that it's kind of the sad truth of things a little bit. But so, Laura, your job here is to figure out how much you want to be in this relationship. And if you really love him, then maybe it's worth being the bigger person here and saying, like, you know, I told you about those experiences because... um because I wanted to um, be tantalizing and I wanted to, um, but, but they weren't great and I love you so much. I don't really want to do them. Um, and, um, you know, you're, you're an amazing lover, but, and if you don't feel that way, then you say, you know, um, I guess maybe, maybe it's time we think about other options or something. I don't, I don't know. But it's true. That actually is the first consideration. The first consideration you need to make in any of this is how important is the relationship to you? Because that should dictate everything else. Hey, Laura, I, we're a little short on time today, but is this okay? Is this, do you, is, are you okay with this advice? Yes, I appreciate it very much. All advice is good advice for me at this stage. So thank you. Well, send me an email. And let me know how yeah, everything Laura, goes. Yeah, Laura, please, please, please let us know because you are not alone. We've had, I feel like we've had a lot of um, submissions about this very idea. That's true. And, That's true. Um, and I love you and thank you so much. Thank you so much, Laura. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye, Bye. Laura. Bye. 
Can we do one more call real quick? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Tom. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, yeah, of course. Oh, boy, the threesomes. Always a bad idea, right? Always a bad idea. That shit was like... I can I know too. It's like that. Once she told him that, that was in that guy's head forever. Oh yeah, I know. Of course, yeah. right? There's only like there's always like that one guy who's like, "That's awesome." Tell me how how hard did and you that come guy's during kind that? Of a yeah. Dick. yeah, that guy's fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Was this the other one here? Yeah, we're gonna call Megan right now. Look at the bottom part because she had a little. Her situation evolved a little bit, so just that. And she is in St. Louis, and she's 28. Hello. Hey, Megan. How are you? It's Sim. Hi. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Here's Anna. Hi. How are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And you are here with Tom Segura. Hi. How's it going? Hi, Tom. Hey, so Megan, tell us what is going on with your boyfriend. What happened? Okay. um, Well, we've been dating, I guess, for now about two months. And uh, everything's going great, and I really, and I, I really, really like him. Um, but th- he does this thing that bothers me quite a bit, and he just finds it necessary to share his like past sexual experiences with other women with me, um, like in detail for the most part. Um, it it kind of started when we first started talking. Um, just like one example, we. <laughs> We were just talking, making small talk, and he said, oh, have you watched the show Stranger Things? And I said, oh, yeah, absolutely. I love it. I said, how about you? And he said, yeah. So I was dating this girl like a few months ago, and we watched the whole first season, And we, but we would like stop and have sex in the middle, and we did it all in one day, and it was a really, really great day. <laughs> I was just like, okay, not really necessary to tell me that. You could have just answered the question with the yes or no, but... You know, um, that's hold on. And okay, wait, because that right away, only two scenarios come to mind. It's either that someone's oblivious as to you know when they're saying that, or they're deliberate in when they're saying that. But you would pick uh-huh. up on somebody being oblivious or deliberate in other facets of how they you know have conversations. So, do you think he's right. oblivious when he's sharing that? Like, hey, man, that's just something you. Don't need I, to tell the I current. I think he's person. lying. Well, that's okay. That's you another. think he's lying? Uh, well, uh, well, I want you to 
continue. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Make, sorry yeah, I, but I, but but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 because I, I, that was actually the third scenario that I didn't even think of, which is that he would be making that up. But keep going. I, I'm sorry. So that was your example. Keep going. Well, I mean, like it was pretty consistent when we were first like talking. Um, he, I mean, just like anything I had to say or any story that I had, he would kind of like add his story, but it always involved him hooking up with some other chick. And, but like anytime I kind of like throw it back, he shuts down and he gets really, really quiet. Um, and I don't really go into detail. I just even go as far as mentioning like, Oh, this dude I dated. And then I say, you know, I tell a story. (laughs) Um, I mean, but he's done other things too, where like he will bring up like old photos that girls have sent him. They're not like nude photos. Wait, he would show you the photos? Yeah. And he's like, oh, look at this. Isn't this funny? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then he just kind of laughs it off because I think he thinks I'm being like sarcastic or dry. And it's, it's not that. And the problem I'm having is like, I don't know how to approach it because I don't want to jeopardize anything. I'm not a jealous person. I don't want him to think I'm coming at him in like a jealous rage and telling him like, you can't talk to women or this or that, you know, but um, it's just, it happens so frequently that it's just really starting to wear on me. How long you been together? Two months. We've known each other for a while though, um, but we just recently started dating. Okay. Uh, How much do you like him? I definitely like him a lot, and I feel like I could see a future with this person. What, what do you um, like about him? He's just very, like, he's not embarrassed about, like, his, like, hobbies or things that he likes. He's just very genuine. He's very himself. Um, and, like, the older I get, the more I appreciate that um, because, like, he likes what he likes, and he's not embarrassed to talk about it or, you know, he's really proud and um, I like that. That's like what attracts me to him the most. In your gut, what do you, why do you think he's telling you about these experiences? I wonder, like, maybe if it's because he's been single for a while. Maybe he's not used to being a boyfriend yet, you know? And he's still kind of in, like, that single brain where everything's a story about people that you've dated or hooked up with. I mean, that's, like kind of how I'm feeling. I mean, I think it's, I think it's typical sometimes. I remember when I was single, if I was dating someone, I think when I, when I was younger, because of my insecurity at the time, I would say things, not to that extent, but just about, you know, if I dated a pretty girl, I'd kind of somehow try and casually slip it in or whatever, just to make myself um, look better to the person I was on a date with. And, and I just, I mean, at the end of the day, it was complete insecurity on my part. And it's something I knew that made me sound like a complete douchebag. Yeah. Of course, that was my early 20s then, and I stopped that. But this is so interesting because there's so many, like, there really are actually more, like, dif- different reasons why this might be happening. I mean, one of them that comes to mind is that, you know, especially he hasn't dated a lot. It's yeah. an insecurity, and he's he's almost like showing you that, like you know, he's worthy. Uh, yeah, I've 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 been with other people. Right. I know that this is like a relationship now, but I'm like proving himself. Sure, you know, to you, because um, I mean, it doesn't seem like, at least from what we've picked, like what you've said, that like it doesn't seem like it has a malicious streak in it. Like it's not like trying to be said at least i i don't pick up on that like if unless you're saying that that's being done like yeah i don't think he's genuinely trying to trying to harm you 
by telling you that. And that's where I feel like there at least might be some aspect of also obliviousness. In other words, sometimes you haven't dated a lot. You don't know some of the etiquette, you know, of like, that's a story he would tell his buddy if they're out playing around a golf and a text comes in and he's like, oh, check this out. You know, me and this girl, we actually did this and blah, blah, blah. And he's just kind of like, you know, sharing it with the wrong person. You know, it's like, it's, it's like harmless. It feels to me like if you are, you know, you're, you're able to communicate well, if you go like, look, I got to tell you, I'm not jealous. I'm, I think it's, I know that like you've dated women. Um, I know you have friends that are women or whatever, but like, you don't have to. T- I don't want to hear these stories. Oh, I don't need to hear these. Uh, Tom, I, I like what you're saying, but I would go at it from a different angle. Okay, which is? I would say to this guy, like, hey, I I really like you. And sometimes when you tell me these things, it makes me jealous. And I don't want, like, I, 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 I'm, I'm really into you. I, I think that you're really into me. I see, like an awesome future for us. Um, like, but I can't, I'm not great with hearing these stories and you know, Nana's advice is better. (laughs) That actually is good. Because if I heard that, I would stop immediately. Yes. Any guy. And actually, if you do what Anna said, you're also going to get, uh, like you're going to know whether he feels this way, which is the key to it. Because if he like is like, well, that's your fucking problem, then you know that he's not valuing, (laughs) you know, how you feel about it. So Anna's totally right. But if he's like, if he's like sweet and humble and he's like, and he like takes a step back, you know, internally, then, then, you know, you, you have a, a great person who's just been simply trying to impress you because he loves you. And if he sends you like, hardcore nudes that night of other girls <laughs> and you gotta fucking you gotta marry that guy that guy's solid but this is interesting because you guys are only you know two months into the relationship so i mean any it can go at any place at this point so do you feel like yeah, should, but, she should talk to him sooner than later sooner, right oh yes most definitely yeah, like yeah, yeah, as yeah. soon as possible but it is it is there is something indicative about the idea that they went to high school together. So he may have been sort of worshiping her from afar a mm. bit. So then there's this other <laughs> like true. element that's of true. like Wow, you um, just took it you went, you went a whole deep diving there. I like that. So, that makes sense. Or but, and especially what about if they, they went to high school together and in high school I don't know his history, but like let's say he never had Exactly. You know, girlfriends yep. and exactly. hooked up and now well, he wants to be like, you know what? Because she didn't Laura uh, Megan didn't know that, but but he did. Right. And so anyway, so Megan, uh, be honest with him and let him know that like, like the only kind of communication you can, you know, that you want to deal with is just sort of openness. And, uh, and I bet, I bet he will, he'll be so appreciative and. Yeah. I mean, and, you come from a place of love and yeah, kindness and like, yeah. I like you. That's yeah. you. Cause it's sure. clear that to me that he's trying to prove himself to you. Absolutely. Like whatever. And, um, Anyway, and I, I bet he'll just. Uh, All right, so let's give him some. Fi- let's give her some final advice before we let her go. Okay, well, let us know how everything goes, but also I think just tell him that you're really into him, and when he tells you these stories, that it makes you feel jealous and insecure, and you you don't you're, you don't like that, and that will make you seem incredibly confident. I, I like confidence. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, no, I think a solid advice from Ana. Do do that approach, and the response will be 
all the results you need. It's going to it's going to dictate what you do. You should you should listen to the response that you get because it's going to tell right. you what direction to go in. Don't ignore the response that you get. Megan, let me know how it goes. Yeah, Email Megan, me. thank you so much. Thanks so much. I love you and thank you. Oh, thank you guys. I love you too. <laughs> Bye. 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 Tom. I got to fucking go, Anna. Tom, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. It was so fun. Netflix, thank you. Thank you. It's graceful. Yeah, Thanks. please watch it. Your podcast is amazing. Your mom's, Your mom's house. house. Yes. Can I come on it? Will you? I would love to. Let's. I want to set it up. All Tell right. me how, who to. We'll do it. Through I just. I'm gonna need your watch. Okay, you can wear it. Here you go. <laughs> it is a nice watch. Bye, Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Thanks.